0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Frank and Friends. This is a podcast on Frankenstein, and today I'm joined with my co-host, Wendy Taylor, at Chica, and I'm your host, Anthony Evans, and today we have a special guest, Ms. Houston, coming to join our discussion on aesthetic theory. So starting off, I kind of wanted to introduce this idea of innocence versus experience, and this idea of at what age as humans do we kind of learn what's beautiful and what's not? Because if we look at some incidents in the story of we can see that he's usually rejected by adults and other people that feel him because of his ugliness. But he thinks that children will have no sort of prejudice towards him because they haven't really seen what's beautiful and what's not. So when do we kind of develop those thoughts as to what's considered beautiful and support?
1: Yeah, I think that like early on, your influences, like teachers, parents, friends, you know, the society, the way society sees and views people, you know, it kind of puts like this clear statement in your head of what, you know, are supposed to look like, what's ugly, what's what look good looking, and like in Frankenstein, Frankenstein learned from early on that he's not liked, but he doesn't know why immediately. So like learning from the, the Lacey family that's where he learned most of his knowledge and you can see like that's an early period of his life where he developed that knowledge
0: yeah absolutely and so moving on i think that it's important to acknowledge this idea of who the creator is when it comes to beauty because we can kind of see through the ancient mariner and through the story of frankenstein that in the ancient mariner he comes to the mariner comes to the realization that its creation is innately beautiful because it was created by God, and that it should be treated with reverence. But if you look at Frankenstein, it really imposes that idea because although the, the monster is a form of life, he wasn't created by God. So how does this kind of relate, and do we base beauty off of what we see, or do we base it off of if it's innately good or bad? Because we can see that the intentions of Frankenstein's monster were never innately bad
2: um i just think like that like it's not that frankenstein wasn't necessarily created by god i just think that in like the society and like in the times like they really judged people for like how they looked and like didn't even give like them a chance and like for instance like frankenstein like as leaders like, he to, or the monster had like the potential to be good like he learned from the people he was like hiding in their house that like he wanted to be good and he wanted to have relationships with people but no one would just give him a chance like foiling with the ancient mariner the bird was like beautiful and like in nature and like did good things but like it it wasn't i think it's a different point of like ugly than frankenstein because the bird like was isn't like human didn't have like emotions like that and like is doing good things so like it. didn't have to give it a chance to know it was good, but they had to give the monster a chance to know he was good, and they weren't able to do that.
3: So I would somewhat agree with you, um, because I think that they used God as an excuse for uh, kind of like this selfish idea of like, oh, well, they're less than because they're ugly or something like that, because they really just weren't accepting in those times. I agree with you on that. Um, but I don't think it was necessarily because he wasn't created by God because in some way we, we all are, even he is. You know, he's made from the earth and things like that. So um, I would say that it was just them using Jesus to be able to put him down. I, I just want to comment
4: on the idea that so many, I mean, several comments have been made about the idea that back in those times people looked down on things that were um ugly or whatever, like the monster, you know that reaction, but I think that that 's part of uh humanity, this idea, even till today it's it 's not even just that it was ugly, but this this idea that you know the it, it was unknown um, we don 't know what this this creature is, just like you know we. When we talk about other races or other religions, things that we don't know, we tend to sort of shun, um, look down on, or whatever. I, I, and I, I think that that continues to today. I don't think that that was just, you know, innately about the Romantic period. But I do find it interesting, the idea that Samantha brought up, you know, you know the, the, the albatross created by god but um the monster is created by this doctor and i think that that is really that uh, conflict between science and religion you know how we feel about science versus how we feel about religion and that is very much the the question of the romantic period Um, what is more significant Science, what is more important? Is it science or is it religion?
0: Um, I would like to touch on two different things. I think the first thing is that we hold religion almost to a higher standard sometimes. where we look at that kind of creation, for example, the albatross, they represented beauty and hope and things of that nature, whereas science came out more as a monster, even if that wasn't necessarily... Um, what his potential was, he, we don't know if he could have been good or not. Um, I also think it's really important to reflect on how hard it is to accept things that we don't know necessarily, or things that might be different to us. Kinda of, as Susan said it could be things in our society, like um, like religion or race or things along along that seri- or along those kinds of things. It's hard for it's hard to accept the unknown. It's like, yeah. Creation is made in God's likeness and image largely comes into play. And kind of what Lindsay was saying, that when we can't explain certain things like they couldn't explain in the um, Romantic period, they couldn't explain why um, Frankenstein's creation was so ugly and why he didn't fit into either category of being beautiful or sublime. And it brings into motion that we can accept certain things that are made by God because we can. Um, kind of reason with the idea that they're made in his likeness and image and God is perfect, therefore so are his creations. And you know you can't say the same about the monster for Frankenstein because a man, it. It a man made it. It was a man made it. It was a man trying to keep the role of God. And that's why he came out the way he did or other reasons.
1: Yeah, I agree with that in a way it kinda like relates to child or relates to innocence versus experience in a way like New things that you don't know about, people sometimes a lot of times hear it and when the more things the more comfortable, you be around it, and, and I feel like the monster, there's like our, our science, a lot of science is new, a lot, a lot of people do hear it, Versus maybe a lot more people are going around a lot longer, people are more comfortable with it, and you see in the mariner, the so when he becomes more fond of the creatures and like admires them. Uh, you see how, you know, like the Albatross, like God, the whole religious aspects seems like it seems like his condition seems to lighten up. It seems that things get better. So and even like the monster knowing too, if you see him not for his looks, you see him, he experienced experience of who he is, what he's learned. You can see like but I think that he's a little bit of supportive because the a an because he in that He's like balance, he travels the world. If you look at him from that perspective, it's different. I
0: think there was one last thing I wanted to touch on, and it was this idea of social classes and beauty standards. And now we can see that the rejection of the monster comes from his body, not his personality. and um. We can see that Frankenstein's creation doesn't have access to being part of the beautiful or sublime, and this rejection causing a lot of violence. So how do you guys think that these standards were set? Do you think it came strictly off of an experience or just straight
3: prejudice? Um, I would say that it would be more of a prejudice because, um, like Ms. Houston was saying before, uh, humans are going to have that sort of reaction to things they're not comfortable with, and I think that it just makes people feel better when they're, you know, part of the majority, and, um, you know, making fun of or afraid of something else. Absolutely. Ms. Houston, do you
0: have any thoughts
3: on this
4: topic? Um, Yeah, I just think, I think fear is a big... um, catalyst for how people respond you know when we, when we look at the monster and we see how grotesque he is you know that, that creates that fear and we tend to respond emotionally and in fear rather than um, being more intellectual and trying to understand uh, what we see
0: absolutely well that's a great way to wrap it up And that's all the time that we have today for Breaking Friends. Come back for our fifth and final episode. It'll be
1: the finale, and it'll be a good one.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.